Welcome back to Valley Variety, where we usually have some fun topics with sports and everything with me, Ben Yates. Myself, Jacob Jones. Uh, but today, uh, ever since our last episode on Wednesday, a lot of things have happened. This show is a small little thing that, you know, a few people watch here and there, but we just can't ignore the things that are bigger than sports going on Absolutely. right now. Even just the, you know, the biggest events in the world, everything will trickle down into the sports with the athletes and the platforms that they use mm-hmm. to speak up and spread awareness. Uh, but I don't think you need to spread much awareness about what is happening in Ukraine right now as Russia just, has just invaded over this last couple of days. There's no doubt about it. It's just what's happening right now with Ukraine is just wrong. It's There's no light-sided to it. There's no jokes to be made. There's no uh, fun to be had with it. It's what's going on in Ukraine right now, what's going on with their citizens and trying to flee, but that's why um, sports are so powerful. And the platform that Russian and Ukrainian athletes have right now across all our leagues is um, truly incredible what, you know, the courage and the stance that they're trying to take during Mm -hmm. these incredibly difficult times. And we've all seen the uh, reports and the the videos and the news of what's going on is just it's heartbreaking it really is but this is really where sports takes its its finest step and really bringing not only compassion but attention to you know not we've seen it from a lot of russian athletes start with the russian the tennis player audrey rublev mm-hmm. who wrote on a espn camera yeah. Please no war stop the war just took a permanent marker yeah. and started writing on uh, thousands of dollars of equipment, but you know, <laughs> was, yeah. you know, they he needs to get that message out there. Like, not all Russian citizens, athletes, ce- celebrities agree with what their president is doing to Ukraine right now. We've seen it all. Uh, at least I've seen it from uh, the Russian citizens. I have friends who work for major news companies who have friends in Russia right now uh, doing freelance photography, and Russia has had thousands, hundreds of thousands of citizens out in their streets um, with anti-war protests. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want this. And so I think people like Andre Rublev, you know, saying that we're not okay with this. This is not a one-sided deal. This is a, you know, there are people against this. There are people who don't like this. We don't want to see um, this happen. And then here in the States, Washington Capital star Alex Ovechkin, NHL uh, champion, you know, put out a statement saying, please stop the war. We don't, you know, there's no need to have this kind of conflict between two nations. This is, and so like this, but it's just incredible the stance they're being able to take, you know, from, and, you know, touching American athletes as well. A lot of people coming out and a lot of people in support. Alex Lynn being another one of them, uh, of the Sacramento Kings. Mm -hmm. Uh, He locked arms with his teammates and the opposing team, the Denver Nuggets, uh, what was that? Just yesterday or yeah. two days ago? It was. I mean, it was inspirational. Yeah. Everyone, they're just standing there in a moment of silence for their their teammate, their co-player, uh, their opponent, all linking arms together mm-hmm. uh, in solidarity, in compassion for yeah. what his people are going through, what his home is going through. Yeah, it just it's it's. Like I was saying, it's just incredible. You know, it's it's really it's really nice to see that, you know, how it goes both ways. And we've seen it from a couple of Russian NBA players who play in the G League. Yeah. And there's a couple who play in the the OKC, the OKC Blue. 
a couple former Sun Devils on there as well. Um, Rob Edwards and now Zylan Cheatham have joined that G League team, but putting out statements, you know, just like um, Ovechkin saying, you know, we don't we don't support this. We stand with Ukraine. We've seen it, we've seen it from the European football clubs putting out statements on uh, behalf of their players and their um, their surrounding area, saying that we do not support and just to feel there's there's a need now to say something. There's a just like uh, when after the murder of George Floyd, all the teams that put out statements, almost every major team put out a statement. Um, you know, we do not stand for this. We understand what's going on. And so I, th- I think we're in a very similar state right now of um, of there having to be a, a need to show not only support, but just the not only solidarity, but also disgust for um, people that have been doing this to uh, Ukraine, and specifically their president. Right. And there's just a lot going on right now. It just, you know, like we were saying, this is just one of these moments that goes beyond the sports world, but this is the reason that sports world gets involved because the power that the sports world can have and situations like this make it um, as powerful as it is and why it's so powerful to so many people. Right. They, their athletes speak for the people that they uh, represent. They try to, you know, speak for them. They don't speak for everyone, obviously, but you have, you know, LeBron James who would, who always tries to be vocal Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Giannis tries to be vocal on his fronts as well. Jalen mm-hmm. Br- Brown from the Celtics. These are just NBA players, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving like to speak out for their people yeah, too. It's but a, it's a different different kind of exactly, message. But exactly. But right now you have all the European players, uh, soccer. I mean, football clubs, European football clubs, and F one racers, uh, the Capitals, and Alex Lynn here. Uh, the Russian tennis player uh, yeah. Andre Rublev, like they're all speaking out and telling yeah. people what they think yeah. and what they think is best for their community, and this is a good thing to have. One of the things that we've seen now is that um, the Olympics have are now urging different uh, organizations and groups to stop holding events in Russia. There's a lot of sporting events that go on in Russia, especially hockey. Hockey, um, the rinks they have in the the capital. And all around, how many opportunities they have in that country to play these different sports and this. And now the Olympics are urging these uh, big organizations to stop and to stop playing the Russian national anthem during their events and to yeah. stop um, hoisting up the Russian flag in their rafters. The Olympics have been, been have been stopping that for years. Right. With the ROC, the yeah. Russians have been, for a very different reason by the way, uh, other than like invading a country, mm-hmm. they have been uh, uh, like uninvited to come into, like as Russia as a country is uninvited to be present during the Olympics unless it goes through the ROC, yeah. which is a path for Russian players to uh, be present in the Olympics, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't formally be for, team Russia. for Russia. Yeah. Right. So like Rus- So Russia, for example, does not have a team. Um, they don't have a set. They don't. They're not a part of the Olympic ceremonies. They don't have their group of people going in. But they do have a kind of a set uh, group of their team. They go by a different name. They go. They go by a different kind of territory than inside Russia. But mm-hmm. they are not known as Team Russia. They are known as Team 
they have a different name for it. It's one of the cities, one of the capitals, and uh, one of the main parts of the country. But, you know, we've, you know, but seeing what's going on, I think people have taken this next step of, you know, speaking out. You know, it hits home here. Alex Len was a, a Phoenix Sun for a long time. He was a first overall pick um, at one point, which is really funny to think about. Suns fans used to joke about it, uh, the fact that a guy like Alex Len would be a first overall pick. He was a first overall? Mm-hmm. We took him with the seventh overall pick. Oh. I'm mistaken. I thought you said first overall is in like first in the oh, draft. First, and first I was round like, what? pick. But, you know, with you know what the Suns have been doing, you know, the past few years, I probably wouldn't have doubted if they took a guy like Alex Lund in the first, and the, for the first overall pick. But, you know, it just, and this is kind of what hits home. We understand, you know, it's it's the athletes and the, uh, the statements and the stances they're taking that really make it a lot more real. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to understand uh, what's going on in the U.S. when um, it's all the way across the world, and there's you know there's people making light of it. There's people uh, joking and joking about being drafted and yeah. And I I can't. I'm sorry to like cut you off. I hate uh, yeah. seeing that, and the amount of misinformation I've seen just over the past couple of days is infuriating to a journalist major as myself. I hate to see it. Yeah. I don't appreciate it at all. Every single map or, you know, draft post I see out there, it's frightening. You're putting out the wrong message. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people out there putting out the right message, but the ones who are talking about nuclear war and putting out all these jokes about Ukraine, whatever, there are real people at stake here. Yeah. People are losing their homes, their families, and their own lives because of this whole fiasco going on from Russia invading Ukraine. I'm getting a little emotional about it, mm-hmm. and I'm screaming into the microphone, but it's, seriously, this is infuriating it just, to it, look at. It, it doesn't, it just shows the lack of compassion, and maybe it's, and it's a lot of lack of understanding. It'd be, you know, I remember back, I wasn't old enough to comprehend, but I wish they'd have a little more compassion than what countries had when after September 11th attacks. Mm-hmm. No one, there wasn't, you know, there's a really good documentaries about comedy after September 11th. And there was just a line to be drawn. You didn't joke about a tragedy like that. Right. And to and to Ukraine, this is September 11th. They got, they're, they're being invaded by a foreign country. Right. You know, they're these terrorists from Russia coming in with, with uh, nuclear weapons and their tanks coming in to take over their territory. And then we have people, and then they have people on the other side of the country uh, joking about that, how they're going to be a soldier fighting for, fighting for Ukraine. But I think one of the things that helps now is that the fact that these athletes are coming out and saying, you know, one that we don't support it. Also, it's not, you know, something to be, you know, being if you're at an NBA game and now you, you know, everyone's, you know, taking, uh, taking, you know, holding hands and you know, locking arms. It's a sign of solidarity. And so I hope whatever comes out of this, and hopefully, you know, will. Pray for Ukraine and, and hope for a, a you know a, a safe you know and peaceful end to whatever it's go, whatever is going on in their country right now. But just yeah. to to have the compassion, to have the the urge to help however we can, and, and maybe it's not you know doing this or that or you know joking about going to war or joking about heading out to fight or just to show you know that we support exactly what countries did after. Of 9/11, you know, we we support. We don't, you know, we're not going to make light or make fun of what's happening, but we're going to support. We're going to stand by and do whatever we can. That's, you know, it's unfortunate that we've seen what's 
happening in these uh, different scenarios. Right. And I, it's hard to transition out of this topic, but in a smooth way, as I, as smooth as I can, uh, having an athlete speak up does bring out something good in the end. And what the Ukraine athletes are doing right now, hopefully will bring something good at the end of the day. But a good example of bringing good out of speaking out is the USA women's soccer team. Yeah. Finally, mm-hmm. we have some true justice in the equal pay department with women and men's soccer. They're finally going to be equally paid for how they play to, uh, on in different leagues. Uh, the women's doing significantly better over the past decade yeah. than the men's have ever done. <laughs> it's it's just it's it's you know what makes it so you know finally for me it's that you know it's it's been a long not only just been a long time coming but the product on the field there are more people that care about the women's team than the men's team and there's a reason because you know the men's team uh they're on their way to hopefully qualifying for the world cup but in 2018 during the national world cup the u.s men's team could not qualify while the women's team was getting ready for the 2019 world cup and they go and win it. This is they've they are back to back champions. Yeah, they have they won in two thousand fifteen, and they are they won in two thousand nineteen. And the fact that they didn't have the, you know the not not just equal pay, but the equal respect that the men's team has. There's a lot of you know I think it goes with a lot of the territory that and the hurdles that have to be um, jumped for the women to. And the women's teams, it goes for every league, for the WNBA, for ups, for college softball, for women's basketball in college. You know, you name it. it. There's always that hurdle, but this hurdle is a little different because, you know, you can point to different things, other hurdles, the product and productivity and, and, you know, money gets brought up a lot, especially with the WNBA, right. of, you know, well, they're not profitable, so you can't... Um, you can't have equal pay if you're not as profitable as the mentally. Well, and but, it's, but it's, in this situation, but in this situation, you know, when the women's league is double profitable than the men's league, right. then the men's team gets more fans coming to games than the men's team. You know, Team Mexico gets more fans coming to games than Team USA. That's exactly what it is. Like Mexico comes into the USA and uh, as a men's team. Uh, and then the USA men's finally get this huge crowd, but it's not even for them. It's for Mexico. It is. It's you know, just we, for Mexico. We see it all the time. They've hosted uh, football matches at uh, at State Farm Stadium out in Glendale. They have a they have a big stadium. They have and hold it can hold hundreds of thousands of fans. And US and Mexico played a, a friendly a uh, exhibition match. Mm-hmm. And Mex- the you know team Mexico's fans just took over the stadium. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, there's spattering of the the USA chants here and there, but it's Viva la Mexico, Viva, Viva la Mexico. It's everywhere. You know, it's just that it's that lack of interest, and it's always kind of been the joke. Well, every four years we care, but you know, you see it, these exhibitions of the women's games, though, yeah. of when they go out and play. You know, they're getting ready to play out here in Phoenix. Uh, um, I believe out in Glendale, in the state, and I think yeah, I think the event's almost sold out, if I'm not mistaken. And that's just, and it shows, you know, how far we've been able to come and how far we have let to, you know, yet to go in terms of getting the, these other leagues involved. We've seen it from Major League Baseball's taking a very big step in uh, hiring the Miami Marlins have hired a 
a female GM, the first female GM in, in the history of the league. And we see it, you know, trying to inc- integrate um, women athletes into Major League Baseball. We have women coaches. We have a woman man- a, a woman manager uh, for the first time in minor league baseball. She manages a AAA team affiliated with the New York Yankees. But now we're starting to see with college teams, they, um, they have female pitchers on their staff. A few D1 programs have female pitchers and female catchers and female first basemen um, all on scholarship uh, with the men's team, with the men's baseball team. And so I think that that narrative now is beginning to change. And you know, it may not be long before we have a, um, a female player drafted into the, uh, into the major leagues and any of these major sports for that matter. I want to take a different approach of, you know, this is fantastic. I mean, I, I couldn't be happier for U.S. women's. I heard the news in the middle of class yeah. uh, on Wednesday, and I I was, like, looking around like, wait, that's real? Seriously? Yeah. And our good friend Angel, too, my love, was just like, what are you what are you all on about? I'm on about this. This is, yeah. in, this is insane. I've, they've been waiting years for this. Alex Morgan couldn't, like, be more vocal right. about how much she wanted this years ago. Yeah. And now it's finally here. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm going to put a poll question up. About time, yes or no? Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, man, you better, I mean, that better be. It better be a, water. If I it ain't 100%, I'm going to come after the ones who say no. <laughs> well, we, can, we can track who says yes or no, so be. I so, will know who it is. So be very careful. You say no. Because of Molly. I'm coming for you. <laughs> We're watching you because of Molly. Alex Morgan will come for you. They, she will. <laughs> will Alex Morgan come for you, yes or no? Yes or yes. <laughs> yes or yes. <laughs> If that's not worse, then she'll call Megan Rapino. <laughs> yeah. well, will the entire team come after you? Yes or no? Well, they yes ha- or yes. and then they have also you know Brittany Griner is a huge supporter of women's the U.S. women's soccer team. Diana Taurasi, so you know, like like you know, Vin Diesel said, family. It's it's family, you know. Yeah. And so don't you know? But this is like we were saying, you know, all all jokes aside, how not only how big of an accomplishment this is, but you know, it just shows that how long it's taken. To get yeah. to this point, you know, for like I was saying before, you know, how many uh, World Cup championships the men's team has? Not as, Zero. Not as many. No. Zero. You yeah. know how many the women's team has? Well, two four. in the past couple of years. Yeah, four. So. Two, you know, back to back, four. They won, you know, there's the famous picture of uh, the women celebrating the Rose, the Rose Bowl Stadium in Pasadena after making the game winning goal um, in the 1995 World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, back in the 80s, the, US, the women's team. Uh, won the World Cup. Right. I. This is the great thing about the women's team, is that I, as a, a negligent soccer fan, because I don't pay too much attention to mm-hmm. either sports team, uh, like uh, men's or women's soccer, but when they go to the World Cup or, you know, play in, like, a huge match, I'm going to, you know, watch that. But I can name a couple players on the women's team I cannot name one on the men's. And that is so reverse of yeah. what the NBA and WNBA is, mm-hmm. where some people can name five players in the NBA, nothing in the WNBA. This is right. the polar opposite, and you cannot be happier for this equal pay. Right. And, you know, like you were saying, people have fi- been fighting for it for years. You mentioned Alex Morgan, mm-hmm. who has been fighting for this for years and, and you know, bargaining and, you know, fighting with the... Uh, the uh, the offices of the because the U.S. and the women's team the men's and the women's team both play for the same uh, organization, but yet the organization doesn't pay them uh, the same 
rate they do now, but before for a product that's been more effective than the other product, and yet the other the less effective product gets more money. Right, and and, and hopefully you know, through is, these the bonuses they get from doing the more productive things, it'll probably turn out that they will be be paid more than the men's. Yeah. At the end of the day, they will be paid more than the men's if they succeed. They as definitely they should be. Yeah, they, they definitely I should agree. Be. They should. They shouldn't be equal. It should be more on the women's side. Yeah. <laughs> they should have more money. It's it's. And they bring in more. It's strictly business. If yeah. If one, you're talking strictly business, here's the business deal. The women if, get more. If one thing leads to another, and this is more profitable than this, yeah. and you're still giving more money to the less profitable. What are you doing? Then there's, then there's something. There's a. Then there's. There's not an equal balance, and there's right. there's never been. And that's why this is so huge. But, it's so yeah, huge. But it's only until, and uh, that's why it's so important for them to, you know, that they've won back-to-back World Cups, that they have strong leaders and strong uh, voices like Megan Rapinoe and Alex Morgan. It's when you get the national attention, when you win the World Cup back-to-back years, and then you see the wages and you pay more attention to it. And, yeah, you know, you're like, huh, maybe that should change. Maybe that's, or that's kind of messed up. You know? mm-hmm. You're playing better, but you're getting paid less. That's that's strange. It what is strange is how long it took. Yes, <laughs> I will say it, that. It did. Why did it take that long? It's just it's it's unfathomable. Like everyone else it's in the just, country noticed it. Everyone said it. Like yeah. women's are better than men's. Yeah. It's always been that way. You know, the men's team has had sparks here and there, but the women's team has always been more dominant. I know. It's right. For their entire history, you know, they're, you know, they've been making it to the the final for years. Even the years that they've lost, they've made it to the final. Right. You know, I think they've made the World Cup final at least five out of the last six years. You know, they've they've you know lost three, but obviously won back to back. They lost to a, they lost to Japan a couple times, and then they lost to Russia, if I'm not mistaken. But it's this is just that, and hopefully this leads to more and these more opportunities opening up opening up for not only women's sports, but now this this whole equal pay. Um, uh, fight that's been going on for years and years and uh, trying to get the best transitions possible but speaking of equal pay Major League Baseball is in their same, is in a different fight but trying to get the same uh, comprehension with them and their players the uh, big news coming out of Major League Baseball from reporter Jeff Passan is that if the MLBPA Players Association and Owners Association do not come to a standard agreement by Monday morning at, I believe, 11 a.m., mm-hmm. then the Major, the Major League Baseball and the Owners Association will have will be forced to reduce the uh, length of the season. Now, granted, the season is 162 games long. That's a long season. It's It goes five-ish months. They play, every, they play every day and then get a break and then play every other day. And so, but this is, you know... Dangerous for the game. It's dangerous for the future of the game. Uh, there, you know, there's been talks for years that they're losing money, but now it's starting to come to fruition that they can't pay their own fees. They can't pull their own weight now, and now they are in a position. Like I was saying before, it's uh, like I was saying before, it's DefCon One. Well, we're there. We're we're on the brink of you know a serious collapse of um, what's of America's pastime, and you know. While NBA and the NFL are, you know, jumping over and having successful seasons, Major League Baseball, you know, still hasn't had falling. players. Just falling. Hasn't <laughs> had players report yet, you know. 
I think the first spring training game was supposed to happen this week. Yeah, this week. I actually was about to get tickets for this week, and now I can't. Yeah, the D-backs and Rockies, who share a spring training facility out in uh, North Scottsdale at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick, were supposed to have their opening day uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. On you know Saturday is a big it's a big day for people to come out. That was supposed to be their opening day, the opening of spring training. It's always been the the Diamondbacks and Rockies always open up spring training together. The first game in Phoenix is always D-backs and Rockies, and but that will obviously be pushed back until at least March fifth, if not longer, if we can't come to an agreement and we oh, can't. It will be longer. Oh, <laughs> it'll be longer. Uh, folks, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if we haven't come to an agreement this yet, I'm not sure what's going to be changing Monday. No, it's going to be longer. Yeah, Thank God, because I, I almost wasn't going to be able to go to that Angel Spring training game. Yes. And now yeah. I'll be able to Tempe go to Diablo. it. Tempe Diablo. Tempe Diablo. I wasn't going to be able to brag about it, so now I can. Maybe. <laughs> now I just have to go stalk Mike Trout wherever he is. Yeah. Where's the show? Where is the show? <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will fly out to Anaheim, wherever he lives. I will fly out to Millville, New Jersey. That's his. That's oh, his, hey. That's his hometown, by the way. Well. I wonder where I wonder where Shohei is right now. Maybe he's just hanging out, just yeah, just chilling. He's a really chill guy. He is kind of a chill guy. He's he's kind of like he's like MLB's Giannis. Is is Shohei Otani the MLB's Giannis? Yes, I, or I think. No? He, I mean, he just like he's so adorable, and then like when he tries to speak English, it's like aww. <laughs> and then he hits, and then he has, and then he goes and has like a thirty-five home run season. It's I mean, like. I don't want to disagree with you off the rip, but you're not you're not totally wrong on that. Yeah, it's like because he's just he's just because he's trying. Yeah. And that's and that's that's the most important thing. To yeah. Do. And speaking of trying, we're gonna do another minute for Jones here. Jacob Jones does a minute on ASU sports uh, every other show. Basically, uh, we just had to catch up and see some big events this last week. Uh, a lot has happened. Yes. I'm not gonna dig into it. But normally what we do here is uh, as soon as Jacob's voice touches the microphone, I start a minute timer. And if he goes over a minute, I cut him off. I don't care where he's at. It's over. We go into the next segment. Are you ready, Jacob? I think I am ready. All right. I'll count you down here. Uh, All right. I, I'm aware you have. Do you have music? Or I do not. Time? I do not. We, oh, okay. we are, that was a tragedy last time. We did. We did. Because the music was louder than I. Yeah. And so okay. I, had, I ended up being like a shouting match. It was like. It was like talking to Stephen A. Smith for the whole thing. <laughs> all right. All right, here we Burn. go. We got to... All right, we're counting it down. Three, ready. two, one. All right, go. welcome back to the Jones Minute. Last night, ASU men's hoops dominated the Colorado Buffaloes in Boulder, a very tough place to play. They won 82-65. to 65. Big showing from the Sun Devils and a big step forward in what may be made out of this uh, subpar season. The Lanians win in 500 free highlights day of the Pac-12 championships of the Sun Devil women's swim team who played out in the uh, Invitational out in North Carolina last night. Uh, big weekend for Sun Devil women's uh, swim, and hopefully they keep it up. ASU baseball is back at Muni, but they fell to BYU last night 4-2. But a pretty good start for the season so far. They had back-to-back grand slams. And games, so that's a big start for the Willie Bloomquist squad, and hopefully that will keep going. And last night, it was all over Pac-12 Network. Sun Devil women's basketball fell to USC on a buzzer beater. Uh, another one lost by the Sun Devil women's team, and hopefully they can bounce back as they play UCLA on Saturday. All right, you're done. There we that go. was last second. Did you have more? Or was nope, that, that was the last one. Oh, wow. He got that literally right on the dot. 
Fantastic. I, I was watching the clock. I said, man, I am on the... <laughs> I am on the brink he of an, the. He had an eye on the rim and eye on the buzzer. And the yep. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't call bank, I called game. <laughs> the truth. The truth. The truth is such a free. <laughs> the truth is such a free. Speaking so, of the truth, there's something happening on Monday. We've been waiting a long time for this. There was a bet on the Super Bowl between two Suns players, Macau Bridges and uh, Cam Johnson. What uh, kind of transition is that? Speaking of the truth. Because it's happening. Oh, okay. So speaking of the truth, the truth is... <laughs> the truth is... Okay, here we go. That Cam Johnson... <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the worst was, transition you've that had. Wasn't the, that wasn't the smoothest transition of all time. <laughs> trying to go from Paul Pierce to Cal Bridges and Cam Johnson. There's, there's, there's been worse transitions. Speaking of the truth and uh, him in a wheelchair and injured sons line up, uh, Cam Johnson stepping up. See, there you go. There you go. <laughs> go with them, the there wheelchair. you go. Yeah. The, the, the wheelchair was, was yeah. for a different reason. No, that was, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Bathroom. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, he, had, he had to go uh, do his thing. Uh, was the wheelchair necessary, yes or no? Da, uh, da, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, come on now. There you go. That's another poll question. I love these. But Cam Johnson, McAlbridge's, uh placed a bet on Super Bowl 56 between the L.A. Rams, who is Macau Bridges' team, and the Cincinnati Bengals, who is uh, Cam Johnson's team. And as we all know, the L.A. Rams took the Super Bowl 23-20 over the Cincinnati Bengals, and they had a bet. Whoever <laughs> lost the bet would have to open up a lemonade stand <laughs> in Phoenix somewhere. And we didn't know exactly where it would be, but now we do. It's going to be this coming Monday, Monday the 28th, Cam Johnson's going to be out there somewhere. The uh, the date or the time and the location is a TBA. We're waiting from the uh, next word of Macau Bridges for that one. But Cam Johnson will be selling lemonade to Suns fans. Uh, if I had to guess, probably outside Suns Arena. Yeah, that'd be nice. But you know, if it's because if it's not outside Suns Arena, th- that's just ridiculous, kind of. There it is. That, I was I waiting mean, for it. If it if it's not outside Suns Arena, uh, where else would it be? I mean. I mean that that'd just be ridiculous, kind of. I guarantee. I I guarantee. Oh no way! I just joined in on the trend. No. I, 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 I guarantee that. Yeah, if you can't beat him. That that Cam Johnson's lemonade stand will be outside Suns Arena. I love Phoenix. I still live in Phoenix. Still, the reason I still live in Phoenix. Great fans out there in Phoenix. Yeah, but you will still choose the Milwaukee Bucks to win in the finals. Yes, that I mean Charles. Yeah. Come on, man. Char- Charles, you're just being ridiculous, man. You live, you live in Phoenix. And you, that third person, the Barkley. <laughs> that third person, it's, it's Barkley. Barkley arguing with Barkley. <laughs> so, Charles, what you doing? I don't know, Charles. I'm just uh, I'm being a real knucklehead. You can so, say that again, Charles. So, so you think outside of footprint, right? For Cam Johnson, it has to be. I mean, where else would you have it? I mean, it's. Do you think you freshly squeezed that lemonade, or is it just minute made from the fries? Uh, probably minute made. Minute made from fries. I mean, Cam Johnson has a lot going on. He's part of the best team in the NBA. He doesn't have time to be out there stirring lemons and stuff. But no. what may happen is the Suns have a great training staff. They may have the training staff make a few big things of lemonade. Oh, okay. And have Cam Johnson either pour it or hand it out. No, Cam Cam has to pour it. He has I, I to hope pour so. It. I mean, Cam. No, this is the bet. He Cam, has no, to pour Cam, it. Cam, no offense, but you got to start putting some work in, buddy. This <laughs> <laughs> is the hard... Fruits of your labor, literally. I mean, I, mean you're, I, I know you're 49 and 10. I know you're trying to get win number 50 tonight, but let's start putting in the real work, okay? Let's. The city of Phoenix deserves it. He and Booker went crazy. The they did. Day. The uh, Suns beat the OKC Thunder. Uh, 
they ran away with it in the fourth quarter. And it shows just how, not only just how good the Suns team is, but how good they can be without their star, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul tweeted out last night. He said, Paul out, Suns rolling. Yeah. Think Chris Paul's going to get some lemonade? I, oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to be first in line. First in line? Me and Chris Paul, I'm going to show up. Uh, I'm sorry to my professor on Monday morning, but uh, t- uh, Monday is Cam Day. Cam Cam Day. Cam Day. <laughs> And and I and hopefully uh, someone in class can take notes for me because I will not be there. All right, you heard it here first. You take notes for Jacob. You might get a glass of lemonade. There you go. He pays the fines. He gets the drink. Oh no. <laughs>